0: You are Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome back in the Locked on Bama, Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: I'm great, great. Uh... My fantasy NFL football draft last night. Never done it after a week one before, but uh, I only say it to say that uh, you know I, I play that game to win. I, I try not to homer out, but heck, you can't you can't draft a fantasy football team and avoid bammers. So uh, so yeah, I got a bammer or two on, on the ball club this year, including uh, including Amari Cooper.
0: Excited about what kind. Okay. To- what kind of shitball league starts fantasy football a week after it starts?
1: Uh, we had just won. Uh, very very uh, reminiscent of what, what goes on in my life. We couldn't get all eight guys to have the same free night. Nobody wanted to miss the draft and, in person. And uh, we decided to do it because uh, there's 17 games anyway. So
0: so we're good. <laughs> I'm still uh, – and y'all aren't very committed. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, that, that's as lame as hell. Um, I'm sure everybody they listening agrees with me on this one. That's, that's sorry, because y'all already have a week to see, you know, yes. who got hurt and who did that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. Um, yes, I mean, and, it, did affect, I, it did affect the draft.
1: I mean, people were, of were course looking it did. at the numbers from this past weekend and, uh, and, and I, I been uh, well, I almost benefited. I, I lost a bit, but you know, the 49ers lost their running back for the season. So, some dude yeah. named Elijah Mitchell that was supposed to be the number two back in San Francisco ends up going pretty high. No way. That happens a week ago. And, uh, you know, it's not apropos of Alabama or our Locked On Bama show, but what I couldn't believe was how low Aaron Rodgers went, which no doubt was influenced by what happened in week one. How the reigning league MVP was like the eighth quarterback
0: taken. You know, uh, that's just great. No doubt that was influenced by what happened in week one. All right, Jimmy, today is the prediction show. We will get to oh, some yeah. predictions very randomly because I'm driving back from Raleigh and uh, I don't have anything in front of me. Here's another thing I'm going to go ahead and throw out there. I'm just going to go ahead and get all the negative shit out of the way. Uh, I'm going to do the live reads without anything in front of me. So hopefully I say the right uh, websites and everything like that. So how about that? Locked on. If you didn't fire me when we we did the D's Nuts podcast, you will now.
1: <laughs> I think you're going to knock it out of the park. You're the best live reader this side of the Mississippi.
0: Well, I would say, uh, to be fair, this side of the Mississippi and also then the other side of uh, Auburn, Alabama, <laughs> And then just below <laughs> Silicaga and above Greenville, Alabama. I think that's – you can narrow it down to that region, I think. Um, it's still impressive. Right. That's just still impressive. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm not going to lie. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and knock one out right now. And this is one Good. of my newer ones. Oh, my. Prize picks. Have you been to prize picks yet? You should have. You should go there ASAP. They have a website. They have an app. This site is going to kill it. It's going to be a big deal. I heard them advertised on a national show, even though we're kind of national because you can hear us anywhere, but I heard it on a national Sirius XM show today. I thought that was really cool. Prizepicks.com. Look, you can bet on whatever at PrizePicks. LoveBetOnline.ag, and you can go there too. But Prizepicks, you can bet on things like how many catches will John Mechie have against Florida. All these different prop bets, and you can parlay them with like how many – rebounds will LeBron James have in the preseason NBA game he's going to play in sometime soon. So, you know, freaky, freaky, funky stuff like that that makes gambling fun. And every night again, you know, if you're a gambler and I'm a gambler, then, you know, you need something new to sort of reinvigorate you. Um, and PrizePix has given you that opportunity. Go to PrizePicks.com. This is new. This is cool. This is hip. This is with it. This is what the millennials would call non boomerish I think – I don't even know if millennials say that. I don't know who says it. But uh, go to prizepicks.com or download their app. They've got a kick-ass app, Prize Picks on the App Store. You'll love it. Go to PrizePix. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the gambling website to go to to place that bet on college football, on NFL, on Major League Baseball, on golf, on reality television. That's right. You heard me. You can bet on reality television. You can bet on, like, which bachelorette uh, will sleep the fewest times with the contestants. I, I mean, something like that, that you can bet on all that <laughs> stuff at uh, betonline.ag. You can also play poker. You can also play blackjack. You can also play roulette. It's a cool website. It really is. And every now and again, they just send me an email like, hey, Luke, we put $10 in your account today because, you know, we, we just want to hook you up. And I'm like, wow, okay, free 10 bucks." And then I go and play it and uh, kick ass with it. So, uh, go to betonline.ag. Give them a whirl. You're going to love it. Betonline.ag. All right, Jimmy, prediction time. We'll start off with non Bama games. um, And you may have to help me because I'm going off of memory here. And frankly, it's not a great week for games outside of Alabama, Florida, Auburn, Penn State. Those are the two big boys, and the rest of them are kind of bleh. But let's go, Georgia, South Kakalaki. I'll tell you something interesting. I've been uh, driving to Raleigh. And so I've been in the car a lot and I've been listening to Paul Feinbaum and other national shows. And the Gamecock fans are coming out in droves and they're telling everybody to get on the Shane train. And i am that sounds like um, that sounds like the toy version of the lane train to me. <laughs> the knockoff. Well, one thing
1: about uh, Shane Beamer, I'll say. I wasn't crazy about the hire when they made it, and I'm still not convinced that he is some sort of a long-term answer there. I'm not convinced that it was a great hire, but now that I've gotten to know him much better through uh, the interviews on TV, frequent appearances on SEC Network, he is easily the most likable coach in this conference. I mean, by far. I'm I'm not even sure who's second, but Shane Beamer is a likable guy. He he almost comes across like a fan. I mean, like he's excited to be here, uh, that he's always in a good mood. He's very optimistic about everything. He seems to be super knowledgeable about what's being said out there. He's knowledgeable about pop culture. Uh, He's just a a, a neat guy. I I really like him, and and I I hope he's successful, but...
0: Well, you just described Judge Reinhold when he was on Seinfeld as Elaine Benes's boyfriend.
1: <laughs> and and now that you mention it, there are some similarities. But uh, now I, that said, uh, he doesn't have enough dudes to play with Georgia. I, I, I think uh, South Carolina is a good story. They are they do have the two and zero start. They were very fortunate to beat East Carolina uh, last week. I, I think Georgia. Speaking of trains, I think Georgia just sort of <laughs> smokes their ass as they, they sit idle on the on the tracks and, and Georgia is the damn bullet train coming by and just stomps their ass. I, I, sometimes I pick this game to be close. I, I do not think it will be close this weekend at all. Uh, I say uh, Georgia is going to win this game around uh, I, I'll go 45
0: to 10. Oh, so you think they cover. Okay, interesting. I think they cover, too. Um, I just found it funny that a lot of Gamecock fans are calling in and saying things like South Carolina has the best running back room in the country. I'm like, I'm not sure they have the best running back room in Columbia. Um, But whatever. Uh, Memphis and Mississippi State, that is intriguing. And I think Memphis wins this game.
1: I won't be surprised if Memphis wins. I think Memphis is quite capable of winning, but this is what I'm not going to do, and that's underestimate Mississippi State two weeks in a row. I I, I thought Mississippi State would lose to North Carolina State. I thought Mississippi State might lose convincingly to North Carolina State. Instead, the opposite happened. Mississippi State whacked them. I'm not going to pick against Mississippi State again for that reason, but I don't know. Maybe maybe, that maybe this really defines Mike Leach and, and who he is and what he's about is that I'm like I don't think Mississippi State's nearly as good as North Carolina State and they beat them and now that I'm like ah all right Leach sold me and then they lose to 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 a, a Group of Five team like Memphis so it would be so very Mike Leach to lose this game I agree but uh, I'll go Mississippi State wins the game they just got more players than, than Memphis. Uh, a little high score, not not crazy high score, but a little high score. Let's go something like uh, 38-31, Mississippi State.
0: Okay, and before we get into Bama, Florida, because really that's the only other SEC. And there's Ole Miss Tulane, and Tulane looked good against Oklahoma. But, I mean, I just don't see that game being a no. lot of fun to watch. Then um, uh, there was one of – oh, Vandy and Stanford is kind of interesting in the – you know. Brainiac division. I mean, it'd be – and Duke is playing Northwestern tomorrow, uh, yeah, tomorrow too, which is – that's weird. To me, those four teams should always play each other, like in some combination. That would – they could generate some interest that way. I I mean, I'm serious. The Jeopardy ball.
1: The Jeopardy ball.
0: I like it. Yeah, uh, Um, I like Stanford to beat Vandy,
1: and, uh, and Northwestern will beat Duke. Okay. How about Auburn Penn State? This is a good one. Uh, I've talked about it on, uh, on the on-three board uh, quite a bit this week, simply because all summer uh, Penn State was one of my teams. They, they were kind of like my sleeper playoff team. I'm like, hey, watch for Penn State. They're so good they could end up in the playoff. And in my mind, they've done nothing the first two weeks to, to get me off of that. I, I think that I'm surprised there's negativity about their win over Wisconsin. Don't, doesn't everybody Wisconsin wins 10 games a year, every year. And Penn State went to their place and won. I know the game was ugly. I know it wasn't pretty. I know Penn State didn't destroy them. But, man, when did we decide that anyone not named Alabama winning at Wisconsin is no big deal? I think mean, it is a big deal. And then they played the best team in the MAC that was on, like, a 10-game win streak or something. And uh, and, and a lot of people were going, watch Ball State to upset Penn State. Now Penn State easily won the game. So – I think Penn State's good, and I'm going to stick with what I said all spring and summer, that Penn State is good and Auburn isn't that great. I know Auburn has been impressive, and and I'll give them that. They were impressive when they blew out the two FCS teams. But, no, this is for real. Penn State's good. In my mind, they're a playoff contender. I do not believe Auburn can go on the road and beat a playoff contender. I will say Auburn will keep this game closer than what I imagined all spring and summer – I think Penn State wins this game 27-17. to
0: Um, I'm with you. I've been vacillating between Auburn and Penn State here because I'm around so much Auburn positivity in L.A. City. I I mean, and I'm going to tell you something. The Auburn fans I talk to and the Auburn shows I listen to, they are infuriated that Penn State fans – would have the audacity to say something like y'all y'all don't know what you're walking into in this whiteout number one i do think that's kind of stupid of penn state fans to say look the whiteout is pretty cool it is the second largest stadium in the country but let's also call a spade a spade you guys are eight and eight in these whiteout games i know most of the time you're playing a number one ohio state team and that's why you lose it the point still remains you're 500 in your whiteouts secondly auburn has gone to, you know, Tuscaloosa, they've gone to Baton Rouge, they've gone to Gainesville, they've gone to, you know, even Neyland Stadium, I mean, it, at times can be uh, raucous. The Swamp, I mean, all these places, Texas a and M. I I mean, these are tough places to play, dude. It's not like you just roll up into Baton Rouge going, hey, is there even a crowd here? Is this thing on? You know, No, they're always <laughs> loud and drunk. Um, So – yeah, I mean, I just think that's kind of silly. However, I do think the uh, righteous indignation that the Auburn fans are showing towards Penn State sh- saying something like that is a little bit much, and it's almost like faux motivation. This whole thing has got – I think these two fan bases don't really dislike each other. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, we, you know, we're playing Auburn okay or we're playing Penn State okay. And so I think they're trying to find a reason – to to be mad at each other for this big game. And I don't think – they're not doing a good job of it. Um, I'm going to say Penn State 28-27. Um, I do like Auburn's running game. I ju- yeah, I think that would be a good game. I think it would be a good game. I, th- um, I like Auburn's running game. But until Bo Nix shows me he's not going to uh, fold under a moment like this, then I'm going to believe he probably is or at least not play well enough for Auburn to win. folding um, implies that he's going to be awful. I don't know that he's going to be awful. I think he's going to be average. And the problem is, for Auburn to win this game, I think they need Bo Nix to be above average. And I'm just not sure he's going to do that. So that's what I'll go with. Um, All right, Jimmy, when we come back, we'll do the Alabama-Florida game. All right, Rock Auto. Y'all know Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. That's not how it goes, but it goes something like that. Go to Rock Auto to get your auto parts. They're they're inexpensive. They're easy to find. They're the same parts you buy everywhere else, the same parts. So why would you pay $150 more for your muffler cover or whatever it is that you buy for cars? I don't do a lot of car work. But if I did, I would go to rockauto.com and save myself a ton. I'm serious. Go to rockauto.com. Family-owned business. They want to hook you up. So go to rockauto.com, use their easy-to-navigate website. You will be glad you did, and you will save a ton of money. Rockauto.com, and in the box, it says, how'd you hear about us? Be sure to put Locked on Bama. We'd appreciate that. All right, Jimmy, I'll let you go first. Bama, Florida.
1: Speaking of vacillating, I vacillated on this game. And the reason being is silly uh, to some extent, and and that's that, like every other football fan, I suffer from recency bias, which means – My view of a football team is heavily skewed by what I saw last, and what I saw last wasn't great. As a matter of fact, I'd go so far as to say that if Alabama plays against Florida at exactly the same standard they played against Mercer— then Alabama will lose. So that's why I was a little negative early in the week about this because of of what I saw Saturday. It just wasn't good enough to beat Florida in Gainesville. Now, I've changed my mind. Uh, And and why did I change my mind? Well, it, it all of a sudden dawned on me who the head football coach is at Alabama. I'm encouraged by what Coach Saban has said about practice this week. I think it was just in the end a sandwich game. Uh, played a really big opener against Miami, national TV, you know, ABC's number two crew, the U, it's a big game, game number three in the swamp, the SEC opener on the road at Florida, rematch of the SEC championship game. It's a big game. Who do you play in between uh, Mercer and FCS school? In in retrospect, we we just should have seen a flat, sloppy performance coming. I I think this is going to be the real Alabama Saturday uh, I'm not going to say it's super sharp. I don't know that Alabama will play its best game of the year. I just think Alabama will play hard, and they'll play smarter and execute better. They will win the game uh, not by blowout but but easily, and uh, and you won't be sweating it out at the end, but at the same time they won't run and hide. Florida's probably too good in the swamp for that to happen. But Alabama wins this game 34-20. to 20.
0: Okay, I can buy that. Um, I think the key to the game will be the D. He's nuts. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I, I just had to do it. It's so funny every time I say it. I don't, it's just great. Um, I don't know if you heard the crossover episode I did with the uh, Locked On Gators guy, but um, when I was doing the crossover with him, you know, we were talking beforehand about predictions and um, before we went on air, and he, intimated to me, he was going to pick Florida and he ended up picking Alabama, which, okay. Um, but anyway, I said, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I got a bad feeling about this a little bit. And he said, well, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> and I said, really? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. He said, um, you know, the thing about Emory Jones, he has four interceptions in two games and he has two other interceptions that were dropped, like flat dropped by the defender. So he should have six. And then he said, you know, and here's the thing: everybody loves talking about Anthony Richardson, and he's great. Um, but he, he's got some growing up to do. I mean, he's young, he's inexperienced, and he's played a couple of soup cans. So, um, and he's done some things that are wrong. He's his athleticism's just been able to make up for it at times. And so when he put it that way, I'm sort of like you, I remembered, oh my god, I think Saban's still there. I mean, and and I was like, this is kind of stupid for me to pick against Alabama. I know we're playing in the swamp. It's going to be nutty. And I know Florida has no mask mandate. So people will probably be piled on top of each other, like blowing horns made of COVID. I mean, Florida is going to take this to the next level. Um, they probably have a, a Wuhan chair or something. like you know, They're going to throw at us. Um, but anywho, uh I'm going to go 40 to 30 and, the reason I give him Florida 30 is they scored a touchdown late to make it uh, 40 to 30. There's like 40 to 23, and then they score late. Um, and I, I feel like Bryce Jones will have another big game. This is a big game. In the, you know, he played at LSU. He didn't play, but he was at the LSU game in Knoxville, uh, all these places. But in Arkansas, but the problem is uh, the problem is on top of the fact he didn't play. So the crowds just weren't even the same. So this is going to be bananas atmosphere, especially for him. Um, and I'm, I'm, we can't have any lapses, mental lapses like Jameson Williams dropping a surefire first down like he did against Mercer. Just can't have that. And um, I don't think we will. I think Mercer came at a good time for us. It got us a little refocused and uh, I feel like Alabama's gonna do their thing. So yeah, I'll go Alabama 40 and Florida 30.
1: Here's one uh, profound uh, uh, thing I was planning on saying in my prediction, but didn't, didn't get to it. So we'll, we'll end the show with this. For, for me, this is pretty profound and this is why I'm gaining confidence in this game as the week goes on. The Emory Jones we have seen so far is not good enough to beat Alabama. But the Bryce Young we've seen so far is damn sure good enough to beat Florida. And that's why Alabama wins the game.
0: That was that was profound. I was I was thank ready to make fun you. of you for calling what you're about to say profound when usually that is left up to uh, for other people to decide. No, I
1: you declared know, it profound uh, myself. I'm I'm
0: impressed myself. You know, it reminds me when um, I went to the Iron Bowl in 2019 and there was this drunk Auburn fan behind me. And I, you know, I don't talk any shit at games. I'm just, you know, I just, I'm usually just there. And um, he was, we had been nice and talking, whatever. And he was drunk and he spilled his drink on me. And I I was like, damn it. You know, and I got up and sort of shook my coat off and his girlfriend or wife or whatever was like, hey, you should apologize to, to him or something. And he goes, oh, it wasn't that much. And I'm like, you don't get to decide how much it was. I'm the wet. Excuse me. I gotta believe that. I gotta believe it. Sorry. I, I will believe that. I know.
1: That's up to you. They I, let I, the D's nuts. They let the D's nuts podcast slide.
0: Yeah, that is true. Okay, I might leave it in because you know we're we're crazy like that.
1: <laughs> I don't think you but surprised anyway. anybody. <laughs> so yeah yeah uh you you get to decide uh, how much beer is spilt on you and uh, you get to decide whether what i said was profound and not me but uh but i, w- I would say that 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 statement uh is why i feel confident i, I just w- we've seen bryce young play well enough to win this game we have not seen emory jones play well enough to win this game
0: i think that's that is very profound i wish you would let me say that instead of you (laughs) putting those words in my mouth um all right buddy roll tide
1: okay roll tide